2: podcast my name is pc tunny i am your commissioner of the americas and i am joined as always by the scientist it's a fact it's him it's dpp
3: i love it when we have these days off pc tunny
2: isn't it wonderful and joining us the third member of the crew this is the truck and trio we are it's the oh so funky oh so fresh the phenomenal
1: aj balaz and for you guys i'll put a little twist on a Robin Williams quote, uh, good morning, Milwaukee, since it is still technically 11.52 for you guys. Good morning, ChairShot.com. How that? <laughs> that
2: Ryan was good. Vietnam. Yeah. It works, it works. Robin Williams probably one of my favorite actors and stand-up comedians the guy was freaking brilliant i mean his bit on golf and i'm a big golfer and i love <laughs> golf it's still and it just totally buries the game it's so <laughs> fucking hilarious though
1: oh what uh, are we gonna do well we're gonna hit a, we're gonna hit a club uh, i'm gonna hit a ball with a club we're gonna put in a hole oh that like cricket fuck no not cricket <laughs> put
0: it well, yards
1: away
2: <laughs> if you haven't seen that then uh Definitely, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. But long weekend, Labor Day weekend ahead of us here. We got a all out pay per view from AEW. Uh, some some interesting things going on at NXT and WWE. What do you guys got planned this weekend? Video games. That's what I got <laughs> planned. So
3: today, oh, as yeah, we I record, wonder why? Huh?
2: I wonder why.
3: <laughs> well, just because I do a, a winner is you podcast, but because I love playing video games. That. And as we record today on September 4th, it is a ridiculously big game for releases with Marvel's Avengers and the Tony Hawk's remaster, which I have to fucking buy because it looks so damn good.
2: AJ?
1: I'm probably going to be relaxing. I know tomorrow I'm going to be with a friend, drinking, hanging around in the shore, so it's going to be a nice relaxing Saturday for me.
2: There you go. Well, I hope everybody enjoys their long weekend, uh, the extra day off on Monday. I know I'll be out and about tomorrow, and uh, TP, maybe I'll see you Sunday. I don't know. Negative. Social distancing, brother. Okay. Well, whatever you got to do. can't do it. He he might see you online. (laughs) You you can just tell those guys you don't like them anymore.
3: Uh, Anymore? That's (laughs) as I ever did.
2: Hey! (laughs) Just because we're just getting to noon here, central time doesn't mean we're not drinking. Let's do a little calisthenics, some 12-ounce curls. Drink it in, man.
1: Fuck you, I drunk.
2: All right, why don't you guys kick it off here? I uh, I had a really nice. I bought a six pack. No, no, <laughs> I didn't. I just I just no. I got about two thirds left. So, <laughs> but I'm drinking something that I drink all the time, and I I tried something different uh, last night, and I bought a six pack and I drank the whole fucking six pack last night. So, DP, it doesn't look like you're drinking yet, but I'm sure once you get moving on to these video games, what's you gonna be drinking tonight?
3: Yeah, right now I you know I hadn't uh, late start to the day because i was off so i slept in because why the fuck not so right now i'm just drinking a mountain dew to get myself going get some caffeine in me but i'm sure within the next couple hours here it will be a ooh, zombie dust neat it will be a vodka probably mandarin vodka and some type of juice most likely pineapple uh, you know the becky special i'm sure because we're all out of regular, any other kind of beer, I just check the fridge. So either I run to the store or I just say fuck it and drink what I have, which is probably what I'm gonna do. AJ, <laughs> AJ I think we you already had you something. Well to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, I
1: haven't gone liquor shopping yet, I'm finishing off the rum with uh, good old rum and coke, a good little classic. Always a go to for me if it's not JD Honey. Know, and uh, going with two letters and some ending in Y. Uh, Tony, is there going to be something else that you're going to drink other than that zombie dust? Because I know we got trivia later on, so I know you're going to be drinking.
2: Yeah, I got plenty of these. And I got some Colorado Kool-Aid. And I have an assortment of other uh, beers. It looks like my, my sister may have won some kind of mixed six-pack that she didn't want any of them. Some of them look okay. Some of them look like they might sit in the fridge for another six months till I throw them away. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, you guys seen the box. You guys seen the can. Zombie dust. Oh, just a phenomenal American Pale Ale. Very smooth. I think it's six point three percent. So I finished those off last night. I'm back to the Bells too hearted today, but that's not not a bad thing either. So that's what we're drinking, folks. Let's let you know what's happening this week on the podcast. Oh, DP's D- telling yeah. me to hold on. Yep. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. I'm working. I'm working. Oh. No,
3: let me just let me just say I'm slow today because I'm working with half a hand because I what did off. You, Part of my thumb, so it's it's still. Why? Luckily, I can still play video games, so it's all right. Why did you do that? Um, because I'm an idiot and I don't know how to cook. So, all right, now I'm ready. <laughs> are you
2: sure it was? Are you, was it during cooking or during prep?
3: It was during prep.
2: Okay. Well,
1: why don't uh, you I don't work on your skills, let me just,
3: let me just say. So yeah, clicking the mouse and navigating has been a little bit slower. So.
2: Let's just say you... thumbs
3: and mandolins do not mix.
2: Oh, so you were... Oh, okay, yeah, you gotta... Okay, what were you mandolining? Potatoes. Chopping potatoes. Oh. Making, we were making, ah.
3: we were gonna do some deep frying, making some potato chips, and the Dillonator ran to the store, so I took the helm at the mandolin and was half paying attention. Decided to drop my thumb just far enough to take a nice good chunk out of it, so... Oh, that was I'm entertaining. I'm sure you did. That was entertaining. at least you
2: didn't have to go get stitches, right?
3: I was, I think I was like that close because <laughs> it was not stopping. Let me tell you, Jesus. So well, but now it looks great. You know it, what? It feels a whole hell of a lot better than it did at the beginning of the week.
2: Well, so you know, <laughs> you know what you need is you need the old uh, power drill and surface blade that we had for the sweet potatoes yes. at the fair, like. Then you got your little spiral cuts. You can fry that up. I mean, that'd be perfect.
3: Yeah. The what was it? The blooming onion? Is that what we had? What we were doing there? Was that what they were called? No, that's the. Well, bloom. it was. No. It
2: was the. It was the sweet potato.
3: Yeah, it was the it was, uh, sweet, uh, sweet. What did we even call what it? What did we call it? That's not the blooming onion. Yeah, it was the potato. petals. I was about to say, potato. I mean,
1: petals? Onion is just an onion that's open. Yeah,
3: that's the, that's no, yeah, that's what um, happens. Texas Roadhouse. So I wasn't.
1: The, well, so. Yep. What what happened
2: is you'd cut off the end of the potato, like maybe like a sixth of it, just to kind of get a flat surface, and you'd run it into a metal plate that had a slit in it with the blade on it, and it would just literally cause the curl of the potato out. So then we would take that, and we would deep fry it, and then we'd top it off with some powdered sugar, and it was sweet potato, so that was, yeah. you know maybe four, 14 cents of labor and product, and we'd charge seven fifty. dollars <laughs> That was great. Re-
1: remember last week when we said that we're a cooking show? I think we now officially made that a thing.
2: <laughs> Alright, folks. Let's <laughs> let <laughs> let everybody know what's happening <laughs> this week on episode 243 of the Cooking DWI podcast show.
1: <laughs> well,
2: well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. I feel like we should, instead of saying
3: sheep, we should say e.
2: Well, there you go. I like it. I mean,
3: All
1: it could right. be
2: a cooking sheet. It could,
3: well, it could be, yeah. Cooking sheet, baking sheet. Oh, damn it. It's just Can turning a for...
2: Later on, we'll play cards between the sheets. <laughs> hey, I don't want any more IOUs. <laughs> oh, God. Dubs, Dubs trips, baby. Dubs trips. <laughs> All right. This week on the podcast known as DWA, episode 243, friend of the show is now... In AEW, Thunder Rosa made her debut, and JR, without saying it, said it was the best women's match AEW has had in its existence, and I tell you, that's not something to brag about. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit of the odds and all out. Check out uh, Steve Cook's article on the Chairshot.com breaking down those odds. We're going to kind of see what we think, uh, how the betting experts have handicapped these matches. We're going to talk what's coming up this week on the second edition of Super Tuesday or whatever the fuck they're calling it. And to be honest with you, it sounds like there's rumblings WWE moving NXT to Tuesday permanently. But we're going to get into Adam Cole, Bay Bay versus Finn Balor for that vacant NXT title. What do they say that's being held in abeyance? Is that the word that that fancy word WWE started using abeyance?
3: Is that what it was or is that just because of Bay Bay? A uh, no. I don't. A, oh, baby. Well, telling is...
1: me they finally got off of grit.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <so laughs> oh, I... We're also gonna review a little bit of payback, more so, kind of getting into how we feel they've twisted, turned, and ran around with these storylines here moving forward. And we'll have some trivia, a special guest, an old game show, and a last call about a free agent. DP. Ring the bell. All right, NWA champ, women's champ, Thunder Rosa officially signed an AEW contract. She is there as well. It looks like she may very well become a double champion this weekend as she takes on Hikaru Shida. Gentlemen, your thoughts on Thunder Rosa, in my opinion, doing the best they can so far to legitimize a very, very weak AEW women's division.
1: I mean I I completely agree that Thunder Rose is gonna give him a lot of mainstream cause me being the NWA guy and when they were doing Carneyland, uh Billy Corrigan talked a lot about AEW and everything that he's loving with it, so I'm like, all right, I can kind of see like a partnership or maybe like an agreement and whatnot going on and hey look, we basically got a bunch of people that were in nwa with ricky starks coming in and eddie kingston and now as they are actually saying the nwa women's champion thunder rosa going to face hikaru shida that's probably gonna be their best match so jr can hold his tongue a little bit with the best women's match AEW has because that's this match is probably going to be a lot better than what they had on dynamite this wednesday
3: yeah, I I wanted to hear your thoughts on that AJ because being the NWA uh, fan and, and follower there, uh, you know, it's I'm curious what they're kind of doing, you know, with everything because it looks like, you know, the old uh, Stu Bennett there is moving on to NXT, and it, it, you know, with everything happening with the pandemic and stuff like that, it's been a little slower, you know, for NWA. So I wondered, is this leading to some kind of partnership with aew where you know like they did with you know with ring of honor in new japan where they had kind of some crossovers and stuff like that where we might see some more of these nwa stars kind of show up on aew at least for some one-off maybe some one-off matches or things like that just to add some extra feuds and get some more exposure because this is really cool and you know it just if thunder rosa is you know really going to be the full-time you know aew that's Finally a kind of a huge get and I really hope that means good things for the women's division. As PC Tunney alluded to, it's kind of been very lackluster, and I think we all pretty much agree with that. And Unanimously. Adding, <laughs> adding Thunder Rosa is just awesome and, and she is, you know, one of the best women's wrestlers out there. We've had the luxury of talking to her a few times on the show. So you know, she's just, just really, really great. Um and possibly the double champion thing would be kinda cool and I think adds some you know, again, just that crossover that can really bring some not only exposure to AEW even more, but adds it to NWA, which I think is the, is the
1: big thing.
2: So, where is NWA recording? Do we know? Do you know that?
1: Uh the oh, I forget the name of the studios. In, the old prices, right? Georgia. Where? <laughs>
2: just, just tell me where. It,
1: it, it's in Georgia. Okay, And in, in Atlanta. And
2: then where? And then I, I heard MLW. Did they come out with where they're going to be doing their new shows from?
1: I didn't see where MLW is doing their new shows from. I just saw that they were they're recording them now. So. Okay. And
2: what about what about Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor's got to be um, you know north northeast part of the country. I think like Pennsylvania somewhere, right? Yeah,
1: they're they're in Bethlehem, I want to say. Or... Okay.
2: So I, I want to say they're point. in like Bethlehem. Here's my point. While everything's going on. Couldn't AEW turn back the clock and almost turn everything not WWE back into territories? You're not traveling the country anymore, but if you have territories and you do interactive shows and just have a few stars travel here or there with good testing and protocols, you can boost all these different places, all these different companies under one sort of umbrella, right? We start here with an NWA star being on AEW. What if they open up the gates? I mean... AEW could just do this with everybody's women's division because they need it desperately there. But AEW could also be the company that boosts themselves up by saying, Okay, we're gonna have super shows, adding this, adding this, you know. They could work with MLW and ROH. Obviously, they've worked with New Japan before. I don't know how likely that is with the travel thing going on outside of the country. But you talk about NWA being in close proximity, MLW and ROH, I mean, these four companies, including AEW, I feel like with an idea like that. They could really add to what they're doing and, and bolster their profile, especially the other three, you know, on the on the backs of AEW and their exposure that they have right now nationally on cable.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I I don't hate the territory idea at all that you just said. Like, ROH is like the more northern one. You know, maybe you might have Cody a couple of times go up there, or, or whoever's a bigger name go up there, and you can bring because. ROH doesn't have a uh, a deep women's division pool, neither does NWA, really. I think they... I'm not trying to take a crap on them, but I think they have, like, eight women in their division, so...
2: Right, but does it matter if you have 15 women in your women's division and they all suck and can't have one fucking good match? Does it matter if you have more than the other ones?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not denying that at all, but I'm just saying, like, you can actually, like, deepen the pool, get, like, a little more chemistry going on, and that was a nice dig to dynamite that you just did there (laughs) but yeah no it I I like the territory idea you know with the whole women's division you can see who's got chemistry and everything who can actually work who can actually do things with other people maybe have a good rivalry going somewhere but yeah I I completely agree with this idea where you know Ring of Honor NWA and AEW can throw a little bit of a help to each other here and there and you're going to get me to watch AEW if you do that. I'm just saying that right now.
3: And they could add some kind of cool feuds and stuff like that, too. Like, it's it's a little different than when, you know, when you have it on television than when it was the territory days exactly, where you didn't get to see them as much on television or anything like that. And it was like, oh, man, this guy's coming to, you know, our town all of a sudden to have a match. Like, that's a must-see. I got to go see this guy. Where, you know, being able to see all these guys on television is – lowers the hype a little bit but i think like if you have all of a sudden you know maybe like let's say a heel cody Rhodes or something like that like all of a sudden shows up on ring of honor and attacks somebody and you're like holy shit like you didn't see that fucking coming and he has a feud for a month with somebody and then he goes back you know like some of the stuff like that would be really awesome to see i think and in, in bringing back that kind of territory ish style, that would be pretty awesome, I think, and, and something that we don't get to see nowadays and would definitely be unique and fun, I think, and I probably don't see any of that happening, but I think it'd be pretty cool, because definitely something to shake things up, that's uh, that's a big one, if Tony Khan has the money, maybe that's why he got rid of Leonard Fournette. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Tune in to Three Man Weave this week with Christopher <laughs> Vlad, Ray Cash and yeah. myself at three underscore man weave, right there on the Chairshot dot com. All right, speaking of AEW and moving forward, definitely gonna get to that Thunder Rosa match, but we'll start in their women's division with their women's division match solely AEW, and we're gonna do this. Uh, I'm gonna bring up the betting odds here, you know, referencing Steve Cook's article right there on the Chairshot Big swole minus one seventy seven taking on Dr. Britt Baker plus 125. I should be asking you guys what you think they are here, but we'll give that one away for free. There's not really much to talk about here. Britt Baker, in my opinion, she looks, I mean, I wouldn't kick her out of bed. She's obviously a dentist, so she has some real life smarts. She's doing an okay job at her character, but you have all the fucking time in the world. Learn how to wrestle or rehearse the shit out of your fucking matches. Cause there's no excuse for what's going on there between the bells in AEW's women matches. I think Big Swole is one of the women that actually have some talent there in that company that actually know how to work, and she's got a decent character as well. I would say Big Swole wins this match. AJ? Uh,
1: I, I would only say Britt Baker's going to win this just because everyone knows who she's with, Bay. But, um... I, her coming back actually like the whole face plate uh that she did i don't know if any of you guys caught that on wednesday where she's actually doing like cody rhodes clear mask that he did when she wrestles there's just one thing that i'm going to nitpick about probably about three of these matches if i remember correctly is what the hell is a tooth and nail match like it it, it's a cute little gimmicky match i get that but we already have two other gimmicky cute matches that we're gonna go over later but it wasn't really explained it wasn't really like talked about it was just yeah it's a tooth and nail match oh because she's a dentist what does that mean
3: it means if she wins she gets to pull a tooth out is that what that means
1: Oh, God. Is this just like the nicer foot. way for, for uh, Eye for an Eye?
3: Oh, probably. I don't
1: know. <laughs> big Swole gets a free dentist visit.
3: That's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Can we stop with this kind of stuff? I don't... I Unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch AEW for a little bit here. Uh, we changed our recording to for the Winter is You day uh, to Wednesdays, and I've been behind on watching a lot of this stuff, but to me, it just—I'm surprised it's this close. But I could get it if Britt Baker's going to win because she's going to have uh, Rebel in her corner and could obviously boost her heel credibility if she gets a win over Big Swole. But it seems like, you know, if they want to build up a, a good, at least a, a better wrestler and a better challenger for Thunder Rosa or uh, Sheeta, that Big Swole would definitely be a better out, better choice. So I, I think she's going to end up winning this thing. Um, And she can kind of move into that title picture between those two.
2: Well, you know, you mentioned you got women in Britt Baker's corner, Penelope Ford as well, I believe. But could this be the debut of Lil Swole? Because Big Swole has Lil Swole. So maybe that's how you get really swole and win the match. I I don't know. That was bad. (laughs) I tried. Anyway, let's move on. You don't like tooth and nail matches. How about a... Mimosa Mayhem match between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Now, you tell me what that is.
3: Well, he's, he's muted, so I'm going to go.
2: <laughs> is it over brunch? Is that when this is filmed, over brunch?
3: <laughs> That'd be nice. Sunday fun okay, day.
2: You can, win a mimosa, you can win a Mimosa Mayhem match by a pinfall submission or by tossing your opponent into a vat of mimosas. That doesn't there sound so bad to me. I think that's a, a win-win. There's going to be a... Right, it's it sounds crazy. like, uh, did you watch Last Man Standing with um, Will Forte? No, I've not. Last Man on Earth? Yeah, Last, last Man on Earth. Earth, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I've Yeah. Not. yeah. Like, like, I don't know, like six months into being the last man on Earth, he comes up with the idea to make a giant tequila in a kid's swimming pool with a large straw, and he just lays in it and drinks it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's,
1: that's, that's goals in life right there. Yeah, I don't see a problem I think with this. maybe...
2: Jericho could win this match, and then when Orange Cassidy gets thrown in there, he turns into like the Orange Hulk because <laughs> it's orange. You know, no, I got nothing. I mean, yeah. it's not as insane as these fucking names they're coming up with these matches. I, well, it
1: makes sense that it's the Mimosa what, match.
2: What happens if a tooth or a nail gets in the vat of mimosas? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta test it
1: for COVID. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this
2: doesn't sound like a great idea here.
3: <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> I feel like right, we're gonna get, uh... What's, um... What's his buddy's name's in the inner circle? Jesus, I'm drawing blanks. Uh, Jake Hager? Nope. Sammy uh, Nope, the other Santana tag team. And Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. I see them getting tossed into the vat of mimosas first, and him swimming like crazy, trying to get out of it and splashing around. Like I feel like they're all going to get tossed in there somehow.
1: So, so Andrew and I talked about this, and we went full helmet on on what on our idea for this. We could see a debut of someone uh, for this match, you know. You got Orange Cassidy in, you know, it's Jericho in the full inner circle, baby. Well, Cassidy kind of needs someone other than best friends. What, what if he brings his uh, his big brother? You know, you got wow. Orange Cassidy. You could get uh, Big Cassidy, Massive oh, Cassidy boy. to come in.
3: I thought you were going to go with, like, Mimosa Mike or something.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, we can actually be clever over here in the uh, Blass household. Come
0: on. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, where this came from the minds of Phenomenal Funky Facts and butt-chugging salt water.
2: <laughs> Sounds like a production company to me. All right, gentlemen, what do you guess mm. the odds are here, DP? Uh, I think it's going to be close. I got
3: Jericho, the favorite. Minus 200.
2: All right, AJ?
1: Uh, I'm also going to go Jericho the favorite, but I'm going to say 250.
2: Orange Cassidy is minus 139. What? Jericho is plus 100, so even money on Jericho there. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on right there.
3: Well, I guess I okay. shouldn't be surprised because I was actually going to
2: pick Orange Cassidy to win. So. <laughs> it I mean, was, it insane. would make sense. Jericho doesn't need it. Why not get Cassidy over? He is, in my opinion, one of their better workers. Interesting interestingly enough when he actually goes yeah. with a with a nice character and side. I think, and uh, let's get
3: over. Well, I think Jericho is might be taking some hiatus to go on tour for uh Fozzie, so I think that's part of it I'm too. Well, so I definitely could
2: see Cassidy winning this thing. He after nearly drowning in the vat of Mimosas, Jericho's finally back after three months. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: Oh, God.
2: He he goes full beer
1: fest and he starts drinking the mimosa to try to escape, but he's just floating in there. (laughs)
2: Like, it's not even good. It's not even good. (laughs) All right, the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express. Gentlemen, somebody is a gigantic favorite here. Who is it and what's the odds? Oh, man.
3: The Young Bucks got to be the gigantic favorite because they're the Young Bucks. So I'll say uh, minus 500 for the Young Bucks. AJ? That,
1: that's that's pretty good. I'm not even going to lie. Um, God. going to be 100% wrong. I'm, you know I'm, I'm going to say the Young Bucks, but I'm going to say 400.
2: All right. DP is going to win here. But Young Bucks minus 455. Oh, oh, You got plus 280 on the Jurassic Express. So, you know, 10 Jeez. bucks will get you. 10 bucks will get you 280 if the Jurassic Express can pull this one out. It, it certainly seems like with the FTR looking like to possibly win these belts that you could easily set up FTR and Young Bucks here. I don't know. I, I'm expecting a good match here. I really like Jurassic Express as a young group that fit together. I, I really think that Jungle Boy is going to be an AEW champion down the line.
3: Yeah, they look really good. They, and I feel like the more we've seen of them, the better they've gotten. You know, every every time they're in the ring, there they they look better and better, and they had an opportunity to go against you know the inner circle a little bit and get some more exposure there. I mean, that just helps you get over and over. And yeah, I think this one's just going to be another opportunity for them to show that they can keep up, you know, with the young bucks and and sell a really really good match, yeah, even though it might be in a losing effort. But yeah, that just that puts you right in line to be a really good team. And I yeah, like you said, I I feel like there's big things coming for these guys.
1: Yeah, I I see the young bucks coming out on this, but uh, Jurassic Express has a good... Jurassic Express. I'm not drunk enough yet. Hold on. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, Jurassic Express is going to get a good showing, you know, show that even after like a big hiatus that they had, because I haven't seen them in a while, because I don't really pay attention to Dark. I'm not going to lie off of that one, but um, I can see them actually doing a really good job. I can see the Young Bucks going on later to uh, feud with potentially the new AEW tag team champions, since we haven't gone to that match, DP. What? What did I do? (laughs) 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 Crap, I can't stop laughing. But, um, no, I I see the Young Bucks and FTR feuding down the line after this entire match, because, you know, you screwed over the elite. You, you put dissension in the ranks. Let's uh, let, let, let's give what everyone wants for however long since like the Bucks were in New Japan for crying out loud for FTR versus the Young Bucks. So Young Bucks win, going to face FTR.
2: Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about FTR taking on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega with a surprisingly long tag team title run. Right? I mean. I don't – I guess it gives those belts legitimacy because of who those guys are, but at the same time, it's not as much as if you would have some established tag team. Like, if SCU would have had the belts this long or even best friends, I mean, I thought they were poised to kind of take the belts there and kind of put them over. But nonetheless, there is a resounding favorite here. What do those odds be, AJ? Who's the favorite and what's what's what, what kind of money you got to lay down to win 100 bucks?
1: kind of money to lay down here. I'm actually going to go uh, favorites, are obviously FTR. I'm going to say 500?
3: DP? FTR minus 300.
2: Alright. Well... Ring the bell for AJ. Oh. FTR minus 500. Oh, for bonus, crap! For bonus points, Page and Omega are plus...
1: Ooh. plus 250
2: 130 300 oh wow so, um, wow was... there
3: you go I didn't think that'd be that, that far p- off you know I mean they they've held the titles for how long you
2: know well... hundred bucks to get you 300 there and uh 100buck 500 on the FTR I'll get you hundred
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> jeez yeah I mean I I know FTR is the favorites. That seems to be where they're going. And Omega and Page are are bound to break up here soon, just with everything they've been building for a long time, honestly. But you know, the fact that they've held these titles for so long, you could easily see them continuing to hold the titles a little bit longer if they wanted to go that route. But I mean, I think this is the time, you know, for FTR. and, And like you said, PC, this isn't It felt odd because Omega and Page aren't really a tag team, and to have them holding these tag team titles for so long was like, man, you know, it does give it a legitimacy because they're two you know, top superstars that could be holding the world title right now if they wanted them to be. But they're not – they weren't like SCU or, yeah, like the Young Bucks or anything where they were a true kind of tag team uh, more. But having them hold it for not till now and having a team like FTR – taken off them is huge and is, is awesome for the tag team division. And we'll just have that. I think that tag team division, even just more legitimacy and can get Omega and page into their feud and move them on to bigger and better things.
1: I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree FTR for the win, even though that's uh, that's a completely different acronym for a completely different title in that company. But, um, I I see FTR winning this. I see dissension between Omega and Hangman. And with a little other added swerve that I can see going, we might see the new four horsemen since uh, Tully's in the corner of FTR. So we could see Hangman being like the the leader of the group, Tully giving the tutelage that he has of all however many years 30 40 years and FTR basically the the Andersons or the brain busters where you know they're the best tag team that you're probably gonna get in a long time so as as good as hangman and Omega have brought up the tag titles and I'm in agreement with all of you guys I I didn't like the fact that I see you lost it in two weeks and then now it's like two single stars basically have it for, what, 200 days at least? Some shit like that. Could be wrong, but it it'll be nice to actually see, you know, the whole blow off where FTR is like, Haha, you guys suck. We show that you all suck. Let's take our money, let's take our cash and DAX and get out of here.
2: Let's stick with the tag team match, but now an eight-man tag team match. The Dark Order taking on Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and The Natural Nightmares. And when I talk about the Dark Order, you got Brody Lee, you got Evil Uno, you got Stu Grayson, and totally not a member, Colt Cabana, who I once high-fived with a mannequin arm at a wrestling show. He seemed slightly disturbed by it, but nonetheless... I'm looking forward to this match. I love everything that's going on with the Dark Order, to be honest with you. I, I love Brody Brody Lee in that role, and the addition of Cole Cabana to me has been wonderful. Gentlemen, before I get your thoughts, who's the favorite, and what are the odds? Man,
3: I got to believe the Dark Order's the favorites in this one with everything they've been doing with Brody Lee and the TNT title. I'm going to say it's got to be, oh man, I think it's got to be a good odd to, like, I'm going to say the Dark Order minus 600.
1: I'm going to say Dark Order minus 450.
2: Dark Order minus 400, plus 250 for Cardona, oh, Sky, for and the natural nightmares. What are you guys' thoughts on the formerly known the <laughs> the internet champion uh, Zack Ryder, uh, Matt Cardona? What's his ceiling here in AEW? I, I honestly think, without a doubt, with the right storyline and, and a decent push, he could easily be main eventing a pay-per-view for the AEW title. I I think he's definitely got the talent. He's never
3: been given that opportunity in WWE, and it's it's hard for me to, to believe he's going to get any more of an opportunity in AEW just because he's buddies with some of these guys. I, I kind of get the feeling like, We almost reached the pinnacle of what he's going to be in. I think he could have some good matches with Brody Lee, maybe, uh, over the TNT title and kind of be stuck there. I, I think he might get stuck in something that, like a tag team where, you know, he gets lost in the shuffle almost again, which is kind of unfortunate. But at this point, that's kind of where I see him, AJ.
1: Yeah, I see him at the moment, unless they, like, sporadically do something amazing where it's just like he'll win a shit ton of matches. It's like, well, technically speaking, by record, you can uh you could face the heavyweight champion because records matter there, not uh not not who's favorited. <coughs> Sorry, that's you all right? This is, um,
3: sent some sarcasm. Uh, there.
1: Or 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 oh, I don't know. But um, no, I see him going as high as the T N T title for now. I, I would like to see Zack Ryder sorry, Matt Cardona, actually get a a good a good enough showing, a good enough push, and I don't just mean with the U.S. title off of the stage in a wheelchair. So hopefully hopefully they'll do good by him. Yeah, that's right, I, th- I threw a did it. dated Kane reference. <laughs> this is why I don't run trivia.
3: <laughs> yeah, really, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have got that.
1: <laughs> don't tell me that's in the three questions. It might now.
2: Damn it. All right. Speaking of things that are broken, <laughs> <The> Matt Hardy? <laughs> no, you, there you go. Hey. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, ages, ages. Channeling. Why don't you channel the Oscars?
1: Uh, Let's see. I'm going to have a premonition of the odds. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Matt is the favorite. Negative 400.
3: Well, considering it's a broken rules match, and if Matt Hardy loses, he gets deleted uh, from AEW. (laughs) He's got to be the favorite. I'm going to say minus... Two-thirty.
1: Ring the bell. Oh, shit. Did DP get it or did I?
2: For AJ. Oh, damn hundred. Shit. <laughs> one and a half of the sex god Sammy Guevara is plus two-fifty. Yeah, I don't... I I guess Sammy loses this match. I, I, I mean, but Matt Hardy could just... One of his personalities could be gone. Then he could just be a different, you know... We could always go through that. But... I, for me, this this could be a really one of the dark horse matches of the night. This and 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 um, the the tag team title match are the two wrestling matches that I'm looking forward to most here. What what direction do you see them going with Sammy Guevara here over the next eight to twelve months?
1: I, I can honestly see Sammy trying to come out on his own, where you know he doesn't need the inner circle anymore. He's he's gotten enough experience out of, uh, of, uh, Damascus and, and version one and, and, and all of that. So maybe he'll just start thinking, it's like, maybe, maybe I can do this on my own. I don't necessarily need the inner circle to help me out here, but I agree. This is probably going to be one of the dark horse matches of the night. It's probably going to be the, Weird matches that everyone's gonna enjoy because it's probably gonna be very hokey due to the fact that it's a broken rules match, which I had to look up. Does anyone want to guess what a broken's rule a broken rules match is?
3: There are no rules. That's what I'm gonna guess.
1: And there are no rules. Correct, There's one rule. But... <laughs> Put there, your the, shirt the, back <laughs> on.
2: <That's laughs> one rule. There's one rule. There are no rules. <laughs>
1: Uh, it is a uh, last man standing match. <laughs> what? It yep. will have to do with broken rules. It is, it, from what I just read, it is supposed to be a last man standing match.
2: Well, that's just stupid. So let me talk about something else. Let me answer my own question.
1: <laughs> I answered your question. Don't give me that.
2: <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't mean that. I just meant that calling that that and having it be that is stupid. So, DP, what do you think about this? You mentioned Jericho having to go away for a while. Sammy Guevara takes over the leadership role of the inner circle. Not so smoothly at first, but by the time Jericho comes back, he's got everybody in the inner circle firing on all cylinders. This is an easy way to get Jericho back and turn him face again and sell different merchandise because these guys don't need him anymore. They won't necessarily need him when he comes back, if he's gone for a little while, to be a heel. He could easily become a face and... Be going up and building top heels in the company,
3: right? It's I love it. It's a perfect opportunity because if he is going to go away, like I said, if he's if he's going on tour or whatever, this is the sh- This is the chance. You know, dump him in the tank. He disappears, and I would love to see Sammy Guevara. He's got that attitude. He, you know, he could easily do that. I'm taking over. Jericho's gone. This is this is my group now. You know, and when Jericho comes back, yeah. He can feud with now. He's got Sammy Guevara. He's got Jake Hager. Yeah, he can feud with. I mean, I don't know if he needs to feud with Jake Hager necessarily, but I mean, Jericho and Sammy Guevara facing off finally would be awesome. You know, because he's had Guevara under his tutelage, and Guevara is great, and he's been doing such a good job. If he can take over the inner circle and and lead that group for a while, I think it's I think it's perfect. Because I don't know where else you go with Guevara after this in, in the same sense as I don't know where you go with the inner circle after this so it's it's great I think it's a great idea BC
2: alright folks we got a special guest standing by we're going to take a quick break and come back and discuss the final three matches we have left to talk about uh, not double or nothing all out this Saturday AEW promotional
1: consideration paid for by the following
2: why should you visit the chair TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the
1: average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always
2: use your head. All right. We, we call him our fearless leader. Uh, he, is, he is none other than at ChairShotGreg, I believe, on the Twitter. I'm going to bring him in right here like this because I believe he is a cult of personality. Well, it's as simple as this. Just when
0: they think they got the answers,
2: I bring in Greg DeMarco. None other than Mr. Chairshot himself out and about getting things done during his day, taking the time to come on DWI. And you know what that means? We're going to have a very special edition of something shortly here. But it is the man, the myth, the legend. The host of the Greg DeMarco show, the co host of the hashtag Miranda show. And, and and a pretty goddamn good writer, if I do say so myself, when he puts the pen to the paper or hits them clicks them keys on the keyboard. It's none other than Greg DeMarco. Mr. DeMarco, how the hell are you? Happy Labor Day weekend.
3: Oh, you're on mute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs>
3: It's enjoying that four-day weekend, I can tell you that. It takes, it takes extra <laughs> days.
2: Now we can hear you.
1: Now we can hear you.
0: Hang on, I can't hear you, though. I can barely hear you. Oh. Technical issues abound. <laughs> I can see you. I see the bandwagon nerd shirt and, and all of it. I can't see Tony
1: <laughs> oh, oh, so then, then it's a good thing, then. Important.
2: Well, you can see the
3: important oh, shut people.
1: Shut up,
3: AJ. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Hang on One second. Try this.
2: All right, Greg, Greg can hear me while he's working on his technical difficulties. We got the women's championship match and the men's championship match for AEW left to discuss. I'm going to run down. Well, let's keep it in. Let's keep it in line here. Who's the favorite for the Casino Battle Royal, gentlemen? Who you got, and and what
1: odds are you giving them there? We'll start with AJ. I don't even know who the hell's in it. Let's see. It's so far who's been announced. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cade, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chucky T, Trent, and a bunch of others to be named later.
2: Who does Trent? Who does Trent think he is? I mean, does he think he's Cher or Madonna or LeBron or Prince? I mean, get a fucking last name, bro. (laughs) What about Billy? He's just Billy. He's not Billy Gunn. He's an ass man, though. (laughs) He is. No? All right. Uh, All right. Who's your favorite? Who are you picking to win this? Or Who are the odds makers picking to win this?
1: The odds makers picking to win? Uh, I'm going to... Like the most off the that I'm gonna have. Uh, I think Lance Archer's the odds-on favor here.
3: It's not a bad pick. What do you got? What do you got for a number? Minus what?